Hello everybody, welcome back. Um, I normally do my videos on Mondays, but I had a really busy last couple of days. So here I am, this is the time I get half. So um, I wanted to talk to you about um, the nativity. So I um, got an email from the mission president probably about Oh, not that long after my son got his mission call that they wanted a Christmas letter for him. And I thought, what am I going to write to him about well in advance for Christmas? Um, that's, you know, that's, that's far out there. And um, so I'm going to read part of the, what I had told him. So God gave us the greatest gift, Jesus Christ. Mary and Joseph were the kind servants who humbly and willingly enough, um, they helped carry out the greatest gift God gave us. Aren't they just so cute? They're so cute. They did, but without their sacrifice um, and their faith, None of it would have been possible. I mean, think about this. How much faith did Mary have to have to, um, you know, agree to have the Christ child and not be a wed woman? And how much faith and humility did it take Joseph to take a woman who was with child um, and not have had um, one with her herself, right? They weren't married. Like what immense faith they had um, in Jesus, in God's plan to bring Jesus Christ to us. Like such a huge sacrifice. Um, let's put them over here. And then obviously here's our little baby Jesus. But I, I love the nativity. I, I absolutely love it. And I wish people would see it more than just the nativity because it changed all of humanity. Then bringing a little baby changed all of humanity. And I am grateful. I'm grateful that Mary and Joseph taught baby Jesus and showed him his path because he was a baby. Eventually he knew that for himself. He had to learn that for himself. But he had still had to be taught. He had to still had to be taught the ways of God. And I'm sure, you know, that fell upon Mary and Joseph to do so. And, um, Like what, what awesome people, seriously, what awesome people were they? And the one thing that I love about this story is that God does mighty things through his willing servants. We just have to be willing to submit to his will. And that's exactly what they did. And um, there the Christ child is just laying in a manger and 
um, you know that God thinks that he is the most precious gift he could give us because he stated multiple times to different people in the Old Testament and the New Testament and the Book of Mormon, he stated, this is my beloved son, hear him. And I'm actually going to quote, uh, I'll even quote it to you, that he did say it. In Matthew 3, 17, And lo, a voice from the heaven saying, This is my beloved son, in whom I am well pleased. Um, then the next one is in Matthew 17, 5. And it says, While he yet spake, behold, a bright cloud overshadowed them. And behold, a voice out of the cloud, which saith, This is my beloved son, in whom I am well pleased. Hear ye him and then in mark 1 11 it says and there came a voice out of heaven saying thou art my beloved son in whom i am well pleased and then in luke 3 22 it says and the holy ghost descended in a bodily shape like a dove upon him and a voice came out of heaven and said Thou art my beloved son, and thee I am well pleased. I got a few more. Hold on with me. Nine, uh, Luke 9, 35. And there came a voice out of the cloud saying, This is my beloved son. Hear him. And then in Peter 2, 17, it says, For he received from God the Father honor and glory, and when there came such a voice to him from the excellent glory, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. <clears throat> and then in 3 Nephi 17, Behold my beloved son in whom I am well pleased, in whom I have glorified my name. Yea, hear ye him. Um isn't it going? And then, bear with me, D&C 93, 14 through 19, and thus, thus he was called the Son of God, because he received not the fullness of the first. And I, John, bear record, and lo, the heavens were open, and the Holy Ghost, did, Holy Ghost descended upon him in the form of the dove, and sat upon him, and there was a voice out of heaven saying, this is my beloved son, and I, John, did bear record, and he received his fullness of the glory of the Father. He received all power, both in heaven and in earth, and the glory of the Father was with him, for he dwelt in him. So you're probably wondering, well, what does my beloved son have to do with um, the nativity scene? Well, I would like to think that when the angels appeared to the shepherd, I wonder if they said, behold, tonight a child is born, go hear ye him. 
And um, I think, I also think the same thing about the wise men. Um, you know, they looked at the stars, but I can't help but wonder if they felt the spirit nudging them to go and seek and find and hear him, even though he was but a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes. Okay, so um, the next thing on my mind was Emmanuel. Um, so I guess all week, I don't know when it started, but I kept hearing this song, um, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. So I went and looked up um, the definition of Emmanuel because that's just what I do. If I get a song, I have to go read the song and then I'm like, hey, well, what does Emmanuel mean? So I'm going to give you the definition. One of the names of Jesus Christ, it comes from the word in Hebrew, and it means God with us. Emmanuel is a title given as a sign of God's deliverance. And then it shares a scripture with us, Isaiah 7, 14. And that states, therefore, the Lord himself shall give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son. And she and he shall call his name Emmanuel. And then Isaiah references to Emmanuel is specifically identified by the math by Matthew as a prophecy of Jesus' birth into mortality. So I'm gonna read Matthew 1 18 through 25. And it says, Now the birth of Jesus Christ was on the on the wise. When his mother Mary was espoused to Joseph, before they came together, she found that she was with child of the Holy Ghost. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not willing to make her a public example, he was mindful to put her away privial. But while he thought of thought on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not to take thee, Mary, thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost, and she shall bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, and he shall save his people from their sins. Now all this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken of the Lord by the prophet, saying, Behold, a virgin shall come with child, shall bring forth a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which was interpreted as God with us. Then Joseph, being raised up from his sleep, did as the angel of the Lord had bid him and took unto him his wife and knew her not until she had brought forth her first son and called his name Jesus. And then the name also appears in Latter-day Scripture. In 2 Nephi 17, 14, it says, Therefore the Lord himself shall give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and his name shall be called Emmanuel. And then in DNC 128.22, it says, Brethren, shall not we go in, into a great cause? For behold, not backward, courage, brethren, on and on to the victory. Let your heart rejoice and be exceedingly glad. Let the earth break forth into singing. Let the dead speak the anthem and eternal praise of the King Emmanuel, who hath ordained, who was 
who hath it ordained before the world was, that which was enabled us to redeem them out of the prisons, for prisoners shall go free. Um, I love that when I found um, the definition of Emmanuel, that it automatically went to um, the nativity scene. So I know it wasn't coincidence that um, I had bore my testimony on the nativity this Sunday. And then um, the Christmas devotional talked about, um, not only talked about the different parts of the nativity, but they also talked about um, hearing him. Um, Behold, this is my beloved son, hear him. Because, um, what is it, Bonnie H. Corden? Yeah, she's the one that all <laughs> stated it. And anyways, I was listening to this whole devotional and I was like, that's so weird because I bore my testimony on it. And um, it was just, it was interesting. It was a interesting moment. And then to have Okam Emmanuel on um, Come to Me, I was like, so I'm going to liken it to the second coming by reading you, Come, O Come, Emmanuel. So, um, because that's how it led me to all the, all of these things. So it says, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel, and ransom captive Israel that mourns in lonely exile here until the Son of God appear. Rejoice, rejoice, Emmanuel shall come to you, O Israel. O come, O wisdom from on high, who ordered all things mighty, to us the path of knowledge shown, and teach us in its ways to go. Rejoice, rejoice, Emmanuel, shall come to you, O Israel. O come, O come, great Lord of might, who to your tribes on Sinai height in ancient times did give the law in cloudy majesty and awe. Rejoice, rejoice, Emmanuel, shall come to you, O Israel. O come, O branch of Jesse's stem, unto your own and rescue them. From the depths of hell, your people save and give them victory o'er the grave. O come, O King of David, come and open your heavenly home. Make safe for us the heavenward road the bar, the way to death's abode. Rejoice, rejoice, Emmanuel, shall come to you, O Israel. O come, O bright the morning star, and bring us comfort from afar. Dispel the shadows of the night and turn our darkness into light. Rejoice, rejoice, Emmanuel, shall come to you, O Israel. O come, O king of nations, bind in one heart, all of mankind and bid all sad division cease and be yourself your king of peace rejoice rejoice emmanuel shall come to you O israel um it's way different than um listening to somebody sing because nobody sings all seven verses and oh, you can't help but think um Christ is coming. He's coming. 
And the more we press forward um, day after day, the more I am inclined to believe that um, he's coming sooner than most people think. And um, after reading all of these, I'm going to I'm going to read you one last thing that I found while studying um, the Nativity and Emmanuel. And I found a poem in some of my stuff, and it reminded me, uh, it just, it fits perfectly. So I'm going to read it. The First Christmas. It would have gone unnoticed in that sleepy little town, a couple in the stable, cows and donkeys all around. A single candle flickered in the orange glow of its flame, an anguished cry and a soothing touch. Things would never be the same. They shook their heads in wonder, for they could not understand the puzzling dreams and omens and the spirit's stern command. So they rested their exhausted husband and wife and newborn son. History's greatest mystery had only just begun. On the hillside outside of town, rough man sat by a fire, startled from the, their gossip by a great angelic choir. They dropped their staves, they gaped in awe. What was this wondrous thing? The angel had proclaimed to them, heaven's newborn king. They journeyed to Bethlehem, and the spirit led them down, and he told them where to find him in a sleepy little town, and they saw a tiny baby wiggling gently on the hay, and they fell upon their faces, and there was nothing they could say. Tears trickled down their windburn cheeks. Their doubts had finally passed. Proof lay in a manger. The Messiah had come at last. Um, that poem reminds me of the Christ child, um, where... The wise men finally make it to see Jesus, and by then he's a toddler. And they bow down before him, and the expression that it, it shows on their face is glorious. Because, you know, when you hear something, and it finally... If the days finally come when you get to see, you know, something you've long awaited in person, how, how that makes you feel. And I'm going to give you a good example of this because, um, I wrote to my now husband for two years while he was on his mission and I had never met him in person, but I faithfully wrote him for two years and, um, his parents called and asked if I wanted to go to the airport and meet him. And um, he stood, he stood right in front of me, and I was like, oh my gosh, it's real. This guy's really real. Um, it was a very surreal moment and an emotional moment for both of us because we just we both looked at each other teary-eyed because you know we had shared um our thoughts and our opinions and a lot of spiritual moments and letters and to have that person standing before you. Wow. <laughs> it was amazing. And I can only imagine, you know, these white men who traveled 
so, 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 so far. Um, just seeing this child who came to save them all, just bowing down before him and thinking, you know, like thanking him for his sacrifice. And then um, to see Mary and Joseph see, you know, um, that side of it, the, um, he's not just a child, he's, he is the child. And you see that in this um, video, and I am going to share this video, uh, the video of the Christ child with you, because this is my absolute favorite, and I cry every time, because it's not in English, and it's a feeling. It's a feeling that you get when I, when you see, when you see the nativity, and our cute little nativity. It just, I wish more people understood the meaning of Christmas and how, how important that moment really was for an innocent child to be brought into this world and to sacrifice himself and the selflessness of those who participated in that. Just, I'm in awe. I'm in awe of their willingness to be humble servants. And how many of us um, nowadays are willing to be humble servants of God and to go out and speak truth and proclaim goodness and proclaim that he is returning and that we should get right with God. I hope that as you go through this Christmas spirit, that Christmas season, that you really feel the spirit of the season and not just the gifts, the actual sacrifice that was made to even have a, how Jesus come to this earth. And the sacrifice, you know, God made a sacrifice, Christ made a sacrifice, Mary and Joseph made a sacrifice. There was a lot of sacrifice. I am, I love, I love my baby Jesus. <laughs> And I love that my kids still baby Jesus every year. And place them in a room or in a weird spot because they always do. They always steal Jesus. <laughs> Take Jesus places. And I'm grateful that I got to sneak one into my son's pack because when you're on your mission, you don't you don't buy a Christmas tree, you don't buy presents. But I wanted him to have the one thing that Christmas was all about, and that is the Christ child. So the one thing he has, 
You can set up that reminds him of home. Just a little nativity set. And they also know that my favorite song at of Christmas season is Away in a Manger. And it makes me cry every year. Um, thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. And I love you. And I know and I know Christ loves you. And I know God loves you. And until next time, may peace abide in your soul.